Chapter 18 of the Outdoor Girls at Rainbow Lake. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Allie Dollar. The Outdoor Girls at Rainbow Lake by Laura Lee Hope. Section 18. Well, well, young ladies. I certainly am glad to see you again. Indeed, I am. Ladies, ladies, one and all, I'm very glad to have you call. Thus, Mr. Lagg made our friends welcome as they entered his emporium, as the sign over the door had it. What will it be today? he went on. I have prunes and peaches, pies and pills to feed you well and cure your ills thank you but we haven't any ills cried brown betty as her friends were beginning to call her for certainly she was tanned most becomingly however we do want the lottest lot of things where's the list molly you have it no i gave it to you grace hot at last volunteered amy she said she didn't want to forget oh we know what grace doesn't want to forget interrupted molly with a laugh produce that list grace and it was forthcoming you see we've let our supplies run low remarked betty as she gave her order are you going on a long cruise mr lag wanted to know to sail and sail the bounding main, and then come back to port again. Of course, I know that isn't very good, he apologized. When I make em up on the spur of the moment that way, I don't take time to polish em off. And of course, Rainbow Lake isn't exactly the bounding main, but it will answer as well. Certainly, agreed Betty with a laugh. I think that's all, she went on, looking at her list. Oh, I almost forgot. We want some more of your lovely olives. Those large ones? Yes, those are fine olives, admitted the storekeeper. I get them from New York. Olives stuffed and with some pits, with girls my olives sure make hits. He chanted this with a bow and a smile. I am aware, he said, I am aware that the foregoing may sound like a baseball game, but such is not my intention. I use the hint in the sense of meaning that it is well liked. Too well liked, I mean the olives, spoke Molly. We can't keep enough on hand. I think we'll have to buy them by the case after this. As Grace does her chocolates, remarked Betty, with a smile that took all the sarcasm out of the words. Well, remarked Grace drawingly, I have noticed that you girls are generally around when I open up a fresh box. Well hit, cried Amy. 
Don't let them fuss you, Grace, my dear. I don't intend to. Mr. Lag helped his red-haired boy of all the work to carry the girls' purchases down to the boat. You must be fixing for a long voyage, he remarked. No, we're going to camp over on Elm Island, said Betty. The storekeeper started. What? With the ghost? He nearly dropped a package of fresh eggs. Really, Mr. Lag? Is there er, anything really there? asked Molly seriously. Well, now, far be it from me to cause you young ladies any alarm, said Mr. Lag. But I only repeat what I heard. There is something on that island that none of the men or boys have seen or heard it cannot account for. Just what is it? asked Betty. Do you want me to tell you? Certainly we're not afraid, though we mustn't let Aunt Kate know, said Betty quickly. Well, it's white, and it rattles, said Mr. Lag. Sounds like a riddle, commented Amy. Let's see who can guess the answer. White and rattles, murmured Betty. I have it. It's a pan full of white dishes. Some lone camper goes down to wash his dishes in the lake every night, and that accounts for it. Then we'll ask the lone camper to scamper, cried Grace with a laugh. We want peace and quietness. Are you really going to camp on Elm Island? asked Mr. Lag as he put the purchases aboard. We are, said Betty solemnly. And if you hear us call for help in the middle of the night, Betty Nelson, protested Amy. And for help, you call on I. I'll come exceeding quick and spry. Thus spouted Mr. Lag. <laughs> I am painfully aware, he said quickly, that my poem on this occasion needs much polishing. But I sometimes make them that way, just to show what can be done on the spur of the moment. Howsoever, I wish you luck. And if you do need help, just holler, or light a fire on the shore, or fire a gun. I can see you or hear you from the end of my dock. Indeed, Elm Island was in sight. The girls went back with their supply, and soon were in camp. The hard part of the work had been done for them by those whom they had hired the tent and the outfit. All that remained to do was to light a patent oil stove and cook. They could prepare their meals aboard the boat if they desired, and take them to the dining tent. In short, they could take their choice of any method of outdoor life. Their supplies were put away, the camp gotten in ship shape, cots made up, and mosquito bars suspended to ensure 
a night of comfort. A little tour was made of the island and the vicinity of the camp. As far as the girls could see, occasional picnic parties were the only visitors. There were no other campers there. We'll have a marshmallow roast tonight, decided Betty, as the evening came on. They had gathered wood for a fire on the shore of the lake, and the candy had been provided by Grace, as might have been guessed. I hope the ghost doesn't come and want some, murmured Molly. Hush! exclaimed Betty. A noise in the woods made them all jump. Then they laughed as a bird flew out. Our nerves are not what they should be, said Betty. We must calm down. I wonder, did we get any pickles? I saw him put in some, spoke Grace. Then let's have supper, and we'll go out for a ride on the lake afterwards, suggested Betty. Maybe the ghost will carry off our camp, remarked Amy. Don't you dare let Aunt Kate hear you say that or she'll run away, cried Betty. Come on, everyone help get supper, and we'll be through early. And gaily humming, she began to set the table that stood under a canvas shelter in front of the big tent. End of chapter 18 of The Outdoor Girls at Rainbow Lake by Laura Lee Hope Recording by Allie Dollar